Know you waiting on your days to get better. You see a whole lot of change with the help of a prayer. No matter how bad the problem is, God is great. No matter how bad the problem is, God is great. Come on, time and time again. You still show us we going. Feel the up when we within this shine your light where it was then said you never let us down with your words we will find on as we learn through these trials you remind us why we smile know you waiting on your days to get better you see a whole lot of change with the help of a prayer no matter how bad the problem is god is great no matter how bad the problem Ooh, is god is great Hey, how are you? Welcome to Pure Reflections, the podcast where we talk about motherhood, womanhood, and discipleship. I'm your host, Danielle Thompson, resident in counseling and mentor. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to hit subscribe. And now sit back, relax, and listen as I share what I've learned on my journey. Hi, guys. How are you? We are back with another episode, and I have my good friend Dietrich on here. Dietrich, say what's up. All right, all right, all right. Greetings, everyone. It's me again. (laughs) (laughs) So, as you guys know, if well, if you listened to last week's episode, I started talking about friendship. And I just thought it would be cool to bring Dietrich on so that he can talk about what it means to have genuine friendship in his life from a male's perspective. And um, we're just going to have dialogue about it and see what comes up. So I wanted to start with what is going well with me. Dietrich, you already know I do this on every episode. So you got a little bit of time to think about what is going well for you this week. All right. So what went well for me this week is that I've been really productive. I've got a lot of mini projects done that I've been working on for a while. So I would say that is my biggest win. And um, I've just been catching up on things. That's all. That, that was big for me. Um, you said what a, a big win? Um, no, what's going well for you? Oh, what's going well? Um... Mm-hmm. Well, for me. Well, um, I'm spending time with my family, and mm-hmm. family always keeps me grounded. So, uh-huh. yeah, okay. that's going well for me. All right. So, you guys already know. Think about what is going well in your life. There's always an opportunity to practice gratitude. Um, and to just be present and happy with what you have currently, regardless if you're aspiring for more. So I'm going to tell you guys how I know Dietrich. And I don't even, I don't really don't even remember the first time we really had a conversation with each other, but I know where we were. It was after supervision uh, one time and we had just kind of started a conversation out in the hallway and it just kind of went from there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Supervision. We always had something to talk about after supervision. Always, always (laughs) had something after. Always. Always. And what was interesting for me is that Dietrich is from the South and you know, I'm not from the South. So at first looking at you, I'm like, "Eh, all right. He country, it's whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. But then when you started talking and I started hearing some hood in you, I was like, all right, we can be cool. (laughs) 
put you on the spot. Yes, just a little bit, you know. You know, I call it her joie. Remember I told you that? Who's <laughs> so when I heard that, I'm Put like, right. mixed together. <laughs> yes, yes, just a just a different level, a different class. But long story short, we really just had an opportunity to get to know each other through our experience with grad school and um, going through internship and just dealing with some of the challenges that came with that. And we just continued keeping in contact here and there from then on. So for the sake of this um, episode, we're just going to be real with you guys just be real about what it means to have a friend and uh what that should look like awesome 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 um well um thank you danielle for having me always great to be had you know invited i don't i don't you know take it for granted at all you know so i appreciate you being uh so willing and gracious to you know allow me to be on your platform so yeah let's let's get it rocking and rolling let's get right to it so when i think of friendships um the first thing that people have to understand is that uh, friendships are a need Mm -hmm. Uh, healthy interpersonal interaction um is a need um i I have referenced uh, maslow's hierarchy of needs and my own videos uh but just in general when i do sessions people need to have an understanding of what their needs are and i I have found out that a lot of people don't know a lot of people don't know what they need when you realize and accept what you need then you are ready to change you're ready for change you're ready to embark upon the journey that's going to improve your condition or your situation and it is important that we have connection to others. Uh, I can't remember the philosopher that said it, but human beings are social beings by nature. Very much um, so. And this is absolute, absolute truth. Uh, it's the reason why solitary confinement is, you know, one of the strictest and most harshest uh, forms of punishment because you know, our brains are created to be stimulated, especially through interaction with someone else. And so not to have that connection uh, with someone, it causes a psychological pain, um, a sense of loss, a sense of emptiness, people have described. Uh, So friendships are necessary. Uh, Relationships are necessary. Friendship. A friend should be somebody that ships me to a different place than where I am now. Uh, if, if I'm still in the same place doing the same thing or regressed from my current state, then that person wasn't a friend. They were somebody that was toxically uh, destroying my life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves and facing that truth. You know, a friend is somebody should be, that should be shipping you. A friendship should take you from one place in your maturity and take you to another place. You know, and you should be doing that for them as well. Right. You should be doing that for them as well, because why all friendships operate under the principle of mutual benefit. What does that mean? Both parties got to be getting something out of it. Both parties got to get something out of it. If they don't, then somebody's getting more than what the other person is getting. And that is the root. That is the, you know, that's the foundation for a toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. And then it's only a matter of time before that 
relationship is severed. And whenever a relationship is severed, there's going to be emotions that come on the back end of that. And so now you've got to deal with the emotions that come with that on top of the grief of the loss of a friendship. And I say grief because you can grieve the loss of a friend or a loss of a friendship. Uh, even if you are the one that have to cut the person off. Right. You can still grieve the loss of the friendship because you're thinking about it from the standpoint of, wow, this was beneficial to me. And I had to come to terms with the fact that it was no longer beneficial for me. And I had to cut it off. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, as adults, we have to draw lines in the sand of boundaries because they protect us. Yeah. They, they, they keep, that's another need feeling emotionally secure. Boundaries do that. Boundaries uh, 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 provide us a rule book for other people so that we protect our heart, mm -hmm. so that we protect our peace, our peace of mind. It's important. And so thinking about understanding what our needs are, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a pyramid, five levels, physical needs, safety needs, um, love and belonging, esteem, and then self-actualization. So physical needs, most people get those taken care of. Maybe. Unless you're in a uh, strained financial situation, most people take care of their physical needs. They, they pay bills so that they have somewhere to sleep. They go out and get water and they go out and get food, whether they cook it themselves or they go door dash. You know, most people take care of, you know, the physical needs. You know, if they have to go to the doctor, they'll go to the doctor. You know, they do what they, you know, are supposed to do. It's when we get up to the second level in the Maslow's hierarchy where it talks about safety, you know, feeling emotionally secure. That's something that you have to take care of before you connect with a friend. I highly suggest people having a strong sense of self-worth before connecting in friendship with someone else. Because you don't want to develop who you are based off of who you're connected to. Yeah. So what I was going to say to that is, you know, a lot of times people don't know how to even go about doing that especially when you do come from a background um, that was toxic and filled with trauma and you didn't have a healthy demonstration from um, the adults in your family, you know, um, having a toxic relationship, even with your parents and things like that, it makes it hard to have a reference of what, what, what is it to have self-worth? What is it to have friends? What is it to, to recognize my own identity? So for some people, um, I could even say for myself, I had to actually go out and experience what it was like to establish those boundaries or what it was like to get, have safety in a friendship or even a relationship. And it took some trial and error to get to a place where it was like, okay, no, this is not okay, you know, and to then enforce it. So my point is, Yes, we do need to build up our self-worth and our self-esteem before we can have friendship. But I think that there's space, right? There's a great area 
to weather that storm with an individual who is equally invested in their growth process and aware that, hey, that maybe I don't know how to be a good friend right now. Mm. Life is, is about two things. It's about giving yourself grace yeah. and trying again. I'll say that again. Life is about two things. Life is about giving yourself grace. In other words, stop being so hard on yourself. Give yourself a break. Yeah. You know, revise and revisit. Revisit, revise. How did I do that? Was it beneficial? Yeah. Do I need to do something different? Did I like the result that came? What's within my control that I can do different next time so that it's not like this? Life is about trying again. When we look at the science, when we look at the scientific method, we have a hypothesis, we go forth in a method, we go forth in an experiment, and then we draw conclusions based off of the data. Based off of the data, we create a different, uh, uh, we create different recommendations for future research based off of the co uh, conclusion of the, you know, and the analysis of the data that we receive from the experiment. We have to apply this even within the counseling realm because counseling is a science. And when we're showing clients what to do and not what to do, but guiding them through their truth, guiding them on their own path, it's important to stress you have an educated guess because that's where the hypothesis is. There's no way of knowing that when you step out here and do certain uh, interventions or put certain things into action that it's going to automatically work or if you hope that this friendship is automatically going to be the one this is going to be the friendship because the truth of the matter is is that some people uh, are just not a good fit and the only way that you know that they're not a good fit is you have to carry them through the experiment you, do. you have you, you have to carry them through the experiment and then you have to take a hard look at the data what are you showing me? What have you shown me? What evidence have you shown me? Because people give us evidence of who they are all the time. The question is, are we really looking at the data? And not getting caught up with the potential of what the person Correct. lives Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. See, because just because you want an experiment to work doesn't mean that it has worked or is working. And that's living in denial. See, effective relationships, productive relationships can take you from one place to another. It's a I mean, it really can. It's a catalyst. It is a catalyst. You know, look, look at Gail and Oprah. Mm -hmm. Their friendship catapulted Gail, excuse me, to like the front of, <laughs> you know, the media. You know, she's getting big time interviews now. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that she wasn't an accomplished woman uh, within her own right, but her connection with Oprah opened up other doors for her. You know, and it's when the reality we, that we're not self-made. Correct. We're not correct. People like to say self-made, but everybody gets some help from somebody. Somebody showed you something. Your interaction, your, your relationship with someone gave you access to knowledge that you wouldn't have previously had. Right. 
When you talk to uh, successful people, they always end up crediting somebody with giving them the knowledge, mm-hmm. with giving them the understanding, you know, and it shifts them, it shifts them from one consciousness to another. It expands your perspective. Absolutely. To what you're doing. And, you know, if I see somebody who says, you know, I'm self-made, in my mind, what I'm thinking is, okay, there goes a person who's never experienced true friendship. Because if you did, well, well, because if you did, right, and I'm not talking about somebody that's like, you know, I've put put the grunts of the work and I've done everything and and you know you know their backs I'm not talking about those type of people who you could say yo listen they really put some work in and they really did what they did but think about um and I say this with the utmost humility your average person who you know have really endured a lot of hurt and probably have endured a lot of um betrayal and things of that nature and then they grow and still hold on to that emotional baggage. And it's like, you know, forget everybody. I'm self-made. I'm this and I'm that. That's a person that, in my mind at least, I'm like, you know what? You could see the hurt on you. You could see that you haven't really dealt with the things that you've endured as far as interacting with other people. And that's what I mean when I say, like, you know, that's a person not looking to say, you know, they don't really know true friendship. Because their actions and the way that they speak and the way that they carry themselves shows that they've been hurt. Right. And and, and not everybody's going to be the right fit for you. You know, I, I've given this example before. You got to look at it as a job interview, like a job interview. Yeah. You know, an employer needs workers to provide a service. We are the employees. We need a paycheck to help support our physical needs, right? And so it's mutual benefit. I need a check. I need a workforce. We, we both come together and we're both getting a mutual benefit. But if the employer becomes a horrible, mis, uh, you know, uh, 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 micromanager and uh, belligerent and belittling to staff, uh, you know, then, then even though I'm getting a check, I'm starting to now weigh out is the check worth my piece? Right. Am I really getting a benefit from it? And that's how you're exercising mindfulness. People exercise mindfulness all the time. And they just don't know it's being called mindfulness. Mindfulness is being fully aware of what's going on inside me and around me at me. any given moment. The here and now. Mm-hmm. You know, not what I want to do. Mindfulness ain't planning. Mindfulness is being here right now. What's going on right here, right now? And when I talk to people about, you know, friendships and whatnot, it's, there has to be mutual benefit. There has to be mutual benefit because if, if I'm not getting something equally as beneficial from this relationship, why am I here? And the important part of having productive friendships is being honest enough with yourself about the people around you. Yes. Do they respect your boundaries? That's a big one. That's a big one, you know, because boundaries protect us and the ones that we love. The only people that feel entitled to break boundaries are people. uh, The only reason why people get upset is because they feel entitled to break boundaries. They feel entitled to break boundaries. 
you know, and, and, and so you have to be, uh, you have to be careful. You have to learn how to judge each relationship as its own individual relationship mm-hmm. because no two people are the same. Establish boundaries, hold those boundaries and, and, and have the, have the confidence, have the wherewithal within yourself to hold it and be okay if somebody doesn't like it. A part of that interview process is... um... And that builds your esteem. That builds your esteem because, again, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but... No, no, you're fine. With habits, we have to understand that habits are the, 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 the... the, the, the flow of habits and the cycle of habits is that you have a trigger, a behavior, and a reward. Trigger, behavior, reward. Trigger, behavior, reward. Um, when I eat food, what's the trigger? I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I eat, I feel good. It becomes a behavior to the point where I don't even have to think about it. I don't even have to be hungry. You get to a point where you don't even have to be triggered anymore. I just know that this behavior is rewarding. I don't even need to be triggered. You know, sometimes a trigger can be riding by McDonald's and you just ate a full dinner, but you want a Big Mac, you know, because I know that this behavior makes me feel good. And we have to apply the same principle even to friendships. What's the trigger? I, I don't know. I went to work and I'm unfamiliar with the job. I need to connect with some people that can show me, you know, what to do. And because I'm in a new space, that's the trigger. The behavior, you start showing yourself friendly. Or the action. Or the action. Mm-hmm. Or the action. You know, I start showing myself friendly. The reward, people start talking to me. You know, people start, you know, we had a good conversation. We laughed and whatnot. So my brain remembers it. So then the other trigger is being at work again. Action, I go ahead, I still show myself friendly. I, I, um, I see that they need some help with something and I go ahead and I offer to help them. And guess what? They return it back to me. And that made me feel good. So now we're starting to develop a rapport. Mm-hmm. Okay? And each time that I come through that habit loop, I'm getting a greater and greater reward, which reinforces my desire to keep doing it. And this is how we build friendships. How do we break friendships? Because friendships are a habit. You know, good friendships are rooted in a habitual nature. I call you every so often. Because I care about you, I think about you every so often. You know, it just happens. It, 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 friendships create a habitual behavior, you know, um, you know, every, you know, every, um, every Christmas, you know, I, even though I haven't seen her in years, we always call and we always, it's a habit, even though it's a yearly habit, it's still a habit because it's a habit because you need something that keeps the fire of the friendship going. Otherwise, we'll drift apart and become strangers again. Yeah, you got to maintain those benefits on both sides. Correct. 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 So it's not enough to just obtain a friendship, but you have to maintain that friendship by making a conscious effort 
to reach out. And that person has to reach back. And then it creates a rewarding experience. And guess what? You're encouraged to do it again. Now we break bad habits, we break bad friendships because we start assessing the reward value. You know what I think is interesting is that sometimes people don't allow the the time needed to um, do the quote unquote interview process or to vet a person, right? And this is the time you that, may not you may not have that time. Even though you either, even though initially you may not have that time, I think the the vetting process it's is ongoing. You know, yeah, right, right. We just said the same thing. You know, it's right. an ongoing. Thing. Ongoing. Yeah. I don't think the assessment pieces ever ever should cease because your needs change, the other person's needs change, times change, your your um mindset people change. Exactly, yeah. people change. So there should always be. Um, an ongoing process of reassessing the relationship and making sure that it's still suitable. And what is that? Mindfulness. It is mindfulness. So what I was saying is yeah. I think some, sometimes people don't know how to pump the brakes on that. And it goes back to the boundaries, you know. Um, I'll give you an example. You meet somebody, you guys are getting along, um, getting to know each other, and that person may be quick to share their whole life story with you. But you, on the other hand, like, wait, I don't know you like that. And now there's a disconnect because they're like, well, I just told you everything about me. You didn't tell me anything about you. You know, here you have one person who is, you know. And, and you know what? I have been honest with myself about those types of people. Mm -hmm. Me and those types of personalities don't end up meshing well. It doesn't. And, and, and guess what? just because i like somebody personally doesn't mean that they are the right fit for my for my friendship circle because just like in a job interview you have to have certain standards how do you know what your standards are because you keep trying again life is about trying again and each time you try again you pick up a little something about yourself you're building a steam you're building a steam as well. You're learning something about, you know what? I don't do well with people that don't at least try to give me something back socially as well. You know, I like introverts, but a staunch introvert doesn't usually mesh well with me. You, you know, know, but the thing, so one thing I would, I have learned, right, in my experience, because I've come across an introvert that that's just like, like they are textbook definition of an introvert, but I was forced to deal with this person because it was a requirement for something. And eventually I, I had the time to just accept them for who they were. And, you know, they started, I started to see different parts of them. So, you know, even though, you know, let's say the person I was using an example person as just an open book and everything like that. In my mind, I have to make the decision of, you know, what, what is my need, right? And what are my strengths and my weaknesses? And what is the strengths and the weaknesses of this person? And how can we be assertive and come up with a way to interact with each other that won't be harmful or won't be toxic mm -hmm. or something like that? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, on my part, it turns out that I'm more of a friend to them than they are to me, if they're a friend to me at all. I can well, and that's the reason why it, it, it's not just friendships that are important. Mm -hmm. um, Associations are are important as well. And acquaintances. I don't I don't necessarily need to be your friend in order to be in order to 
draw benefit from this relationship. That's true. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you have professional associations. You know, and, and those are the people that help gain us access to different places that we probably wouldn't have been able to get to on our own. Right. It's all different types of relationships. I told people, I said, it's four different types of people. You got people that are in the house, you got folks on the porch, then you got the people in the yard, and then you got the folks on the street. The people on the street, yeah, I don't even want you in my area at all. You are toxic, you belong out here. I, I want you on the street, I don't care if you get hit by a car. You're toxic. See, that's because that's in, in the last episode, I gave a similar, um, a similar example. I said, I got my A to Z circle. If you in the A circle, that's the closest you can get to me. If you in the Z circle, you probably getting fed with a 50 foot spoon or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's funny. See, but in, 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 you know, for me, the, the people that's in the street, you ain't even getting fed. You ain't even getting fed. <laughs> you, I, I completely have disassociated myself from you because you are toxic to my peace. Right. And people who I have come to that realization about and I have come to the true knowledge about, boom, I'm not even feeding you with a long handle spoon. I'm going to pray that God feeds you and I'm going to keep it moving. Right. <laughs> no, I get it. You know it. what I'm saying? And you know, so then you have the yard people. Important, right? I think it's important um, for us to highlight this because here I am, a female perspective where we have that that nurturing tendency. That's our thing. And then you have a male perspective that's like, no, we just gonna keep it one-dimensional, linear, and that's it. Do you think that that well, plays into it? Well, maybe so. Uh, I've gotten to a point in my life where I don't like emotional pain. I mean, who does? But the, the older that I get, I, I have really developed a very low tolerance for it. And if you're somebody who has no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest with who you are. Self-acceptance leads into self-improvement, but acceptance all by itself leads way into improvement. Because once I have accepted the reality of the situation, now I'm ready to improve. Now I'm ready to go to the next level because you can't improve upon something unless you have accepted that something needs to be improved. Right. And and once I have really sat with it and really sat with the reality of the situation, it causes you to be mindful and reassess, reevaluate the reward value. What am I getting out of this friendship? Yep. Because what happens is we hold on to relationships based off of an outdated reward value. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. It, it. it used to be beneficial it used to make me laugh it used to be fun and my mind is still operating off of what was and i haven't really taken time to really evaluate what is now mm-hmm. because Even- memory is something else right memory is something else because memory will have you holding on to a relationship that died four years ago that's the truth because you remember the good times and you hold on to the hope that things will eventually go back to the way they were. But eventually people break out of relationships because they have to break a habit. Because when you're with someone and when you're friends with someone, you 
they become part of your daily routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they become a part of your life. And so to sever that means that you have to readjust your whole life. And so it can be daunting. So it's better to live in denial. At least that's what you tell yourself. Because facing the truth means that I'm going to have to upend and uproot some things in my life that had made me comfortable. And I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. And some people will comfort themselves with a lie than face the reality of the truth of someone who they are connected to. And it stunts the because, process. Correct. 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 But people who are able to successfully identify the toxic relationship and how toxicity has crept into uh, an otherwise healthy situation, once they're able to identify that, they are A, able to identify it, create a solution and eradicate it, or identify it, accept it, and move on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be one of two things. And it's a process. It it is definitely a process. I know me, I'm the type of person where when it's time to let something go, and I haven't always been in this place. It took me a lot of time to get to a place where like, listen, when it's time to let it go, just drop it. Like no holding on to dead weight because it's going to do more harm than it is going to be, than it is going to do good. So in my mind, you know, I retrained myself to think that, you know, if it's time to let something go, that means you need to be hopeful and look towards what's new to come. You know, whether that is um, reclaiming your time, reclaiming your peace, reclaiming just all your efforts and redirecting it and putting that into you. That's exciting. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you get mm-hmm. to a place where it's like you, that's what you want to see because that feeling of growth is so rewarding within itself. Mm-hmm. And growth is rewarding. It is. You just have to be willing to grow. You, you, you got to, you got to be willing to grow and you got to be around people that are willing to grow and show you they're going to pull it out. Yeah. Show you yeah. that it's realistic. Right. Surround yourself with people that are going to or already have the things that you are trying to get. Mm-hmm. Don't get people, don't surround yourself with just a bunch of people that are at the same place that you're at. You're going to do you no good. Because you're going to stay comfortable. And what can I learn from you? Mm-hmm. It gets boring real quick. And then, right. like, well, what are we doing? You know? Right. See, these are your people. These are people that I don't really necessarily get a benefit from, but you ain't really toxic towards me. We, 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 we just don't, you, you just don't add to me. It's convenient. You don't take, correct, it's convenient. And I may laugh and joke with you here and there, you know, but it's nothing real substantial or meaningful mm-hmm. that comes from my interaction. Now, you got folks that are on the porch. These are the people that they they know a little bit about me, but they 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 don't know a a whole bunch, but they know more than the average. They know, you know the color of my door. Absolutely, and seeing a porch ain't a, a a porch ain't but so big. Right. You ain't gonna have the same space on the porch that you do in the yard. And see, you have a lot of associates out in the yard. You keep those associates out there in the yard. These are business relationships. These are uh, 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 semi-business relationships, 
people out in the community, community resources, people that you know. You, you understand what I'm saying? These are the people that are saying, you know, I need to do X, Y, and Z project. Hey, I know a guy. We're not friends, but I know somebody. Yeah. These are where these associations help, okay? Because you want to have a network of people with different skills and abilities and whatnot. You never know who you might meet. Like, I got a guy right now from high school that I still keep, uh, uh, you know, I still stay cool with and come to find out that him and his father have a, um, they're electricians and they have their own electric company. And, and you know, now I'm able to know somebody right offhand without me having to search for a reputable person. I already know that, hey, they got this. And so I called them, they came through, fixed something in the house. And then I put the word out there, and then it creates a habit. Build your now, community. Absolutely. The, are, are we absolutely tight? No, but we're still good friends. And you know and what I'm saying? the benefits are, are there. And the benefit is there, even though we don't know each other on a deep, deep personal level. You understand what I'm saying? But people on the porch now, these are folks that, you know, a little bit closer they might be family. They might not be family. These are where your long-term, you know, uh, friendships that, that you've known for a long time, you know, where they are. But then the people in the house. Friendships. Correct. The people in the house. For real, for real, that's immediate family only. It is. You, you, you might have a friendship or two that, like, Cause I have one too, like that, you know, like where, well, I actually have two, like that, where the friendship is so tight, it's like you, it's like you are a family member, mm-hmm. and you are in the house, you know. Well, but not a duplex, you know. There's people on the first floor, and then people that come up to the second floor. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, you know, and. The whole thing that I want people to pull out of that is that it's not good to keep a whole bunch of people around you, it's not like tight, close to you. Like, no, 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 no. It goes back to, again, Have, what do you need? What are your absolutely. strengths? What are your weaknesses? How can I help you grow? How can you help me grow? How can we always keep it, um, keep, keep a balance of constant um, value being reciprocated? You know what I mean? Right. And, and not only that, but counsel from too many different people can be confusing of course and it can be even more frustrating you know and it can get overwhelming because you value so many different people's opinions and everybody might be saying different things Mm -hmm. whereas you have to exercise mindfulness in the moment of what is actually benefiting you and what can be done to help get you to a place of feeling better yeah because we want more nothing productive comes out of complacency it doesn't so i want to have somebody that's going to give me something more you know and so yeah with with friendships just being honest with yourself being honest with others of who you are and what you are looking for and showing up for yourself in every opp- in every way, and vice versa. I want you to be con- I want you to be confident enough to communicate with me. 
and also creating opportunity for other people to be there for you because you could always be there for somebody and then not allow other people to be there for you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it it's just, it, it's that, that experiential aspect of it that mm-hmm. a lot of people may shy away from, but it's so necessary. Being vulnerable is necessary. Being able right. to, uh, communicate is necessary. Advocate self-advocacy is necessary. It's just learning how to be you in in a bigger in a bigger picture, you know, not losing mm-hmm. identity in yourself when you when you start to um include yourself into the whole, you know? You know, just a quick recap. The the, yeah. the main things that I want people to understand is is that you need to be connected to someone. You yeah. need to uh, everything in life isn't about hustling and grinding all by yourself. People who do all the hustling and grinding and working hard, they're doing it with someone. I promise you. I promise you. They're doing it with someone or through someone. You know, so relationships, associations, friendships, uh, whatever you want to call them, they're necessary because they bring out our potential, the, the healthy ones, the healthy ones. They bring out our potential. Don't get discouraged by the toxic or bad ones because you're going to always have some bad apples. Does that still mean that I ain't going to pick these apples and that I'm still ain't going to keep picking? I'm still going to keep picking apples. Mm-hmm. And what you learn is, is that you learn how to inspect the apples. You learn not to just pick everything off the tree. You learn how to look for soft spots. You learn how to feel it. You learn to look for holes where you know, worms and stuff had crawled in. You learn how to inspect the fruit before you pick it. And keep trying. Life is about trying again. Keep picking those apples. Even if you get a few bad ones, keep picking those apples because you're going to enjoy that apple pie at the end of the day. And you're going to enjoy it. Right, right. Because when you really get those good people, a good net, a good strong network of supportive people. It's like eating apple pie. <laughs> I'm serious. It's just like it's it's a delicious thing. I relate everything back to food. I really do. It's just like, but no, but think about it. Going back to the analogies with apples and whatnot, you get different productive people all together. Yeah. It comes together and makes something beautiful and beneficial. And it gets you to the other place where you're supposed to be. If you're asking yourself, if you've asked yourself, why haven't I made progress? Why am I still in the same place? Look at your circle. Don't walk in denial. Be honest with yourself about the people around you. Accept it. And in accepting it, it then opens up the door for you to improve your situation. All right. That's it, y'all. I hope, <laughs> I hope you guys picked up some gems from us. You know, we're just we just talking. That's it. And I think there's a lot of nuggets that can be extracted from genuine conversations. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and stay blessed. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pure Reflections, the podcast. Be sure to rate, review, hit the subscribe button, and share with a friend. For information about today's show, be sure to check out the show notes below. As always, stay focused, be true, and be you.